Hello everyone and welcome on Women Abroad, the podcast that invites young professional women to share their experience abroad and reveal the wonderful women behind these stories. My name is Françoise Fallis. I'm a certified executive intercultural and life coach and trainer. I've lived and worked as an expatriate for more than 12 years in Egypt, Morocco and Nigeria twice, and I currently live in Luxembourg. I meet young women who are studying or starting their careers abroad and hear from them about their discoveries, culture shock and the personal and professional challenges they face. What surprises, amuses, even fascinates them? How does their experience open up new perspectives and reveal new things about themselves? If you are curious about living and working internationally, this podcast will inspire you to consider new horizons. Women abroad, be inspired by women who find their true selves living abroad. Today, I'm pleased to host Tatiana Zebazi, who is now transversal manager in a multinational company, very active in the insurance sector worldwide. She was an expatriate in Lagos, Nigeria, and was recognized as a member of top 800 executive leaders of her group in 2018, and she still is. Tatiana is currently living in Paris. Expatriation is often chosen by those who want or need to advance their career. Progressing in your professional life is also a price to pay when you decide to move alone. And having the support of your loved ones is also a key to your success. I'm Tatiana. Hi. Welcome to my Women Abroad podcast. We met in 2017 in Lagos, Nigeria, where you had arrived a few months earlier. Your journey as a woman and risk manager in Nigeria has been marked by adventures, challenges, obstacles, but also successes and beautiful encounters. I found your story truly inspiring for many women at the beginning of their careers who, like you, are going on a mission abroad. Thank you for accepting my invitation to share in insight your personal and professional experience in Nigeria, where you spent three years. Well, as a start, can you tell us how your adventure in Nigeria started and how this country became your choice for expatriation? Thank you very much, uh, Françoise. I'm very happy to uh, to have this chat with you. Uh, yes, actually, uh, I've uh, I've always wanted to to make a short professional move uh, in in an English-speaking country, mostly to reinforce my my English communication skills. And then I was at a period of my career where where I wanted really to, you know, break the the selling and. and took and took uh, over a leadership position or a management position. So I decided that it was a good period in my professional career, perhaps to make a move outside of my comfort zone to try to get those skills. So in the first place, I was mostly interested in uh, countries like UK, uh, United Kingdom and and United States. But obviously, you imagine, uh, uh, due to the regulatory uh, uh, constraints, uh, globally tied to my my kind of job that I'm really... uh, uh, I'm really expert of. It was a bit difficult for me to 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 make a professional move there. Then I got this uh, super proposition to to join a leadership position in the Nigerian entity that they just bought. So I found it was a great challenge for me and a good opportunity then to to actually uh, achieve uh, 
my, my first goals. And how long did it take before you were informed about this opportunity and your decision and your move to Nigeria? How much time? So for me to decide, actually accept the proposition, it took over like uh, three to four months, uh, mostly because uh, they won't really wanted to have someone very quickly. Uh, and then uh, I really wanted to have much more time to, to think about because I, I was involving my personal uh, life at, as well. Huh? At some point, uh, I had to, to have an agreement with my companion, my family. <laughs> so actually, I would have wanted to have much more time to think about it, but I just have three to four months uh, uh, to do that. So uh, yes, it took three to four months to, for me to decide to, to make the move to Nigeria. So a big change in your life. And how did yes. living and working abroad change your habits? It changed everything. It <laughs> <laughs> uh, changed everything. So I, I make the move alone. Huh? I was uh, in a relationship uh, and I'm still in a relationship. Uh, and decided to, to make this move uh, really without my, uh, my companion and not really having the full agreement of my, my own family because they were quite a bit uh, afraid or of what they have been hearing from, from Nigeria, you know, before uh, many uh, many history or many uh, news, when we got news from Nigeria in France, was mostly because of terrorist attacks. So actually, um, it changed for, for my people. I've been living in France uh, before that for like more than 15 years. I did my, profession, my school here, uh, my uh, university studies, so uh, secondary school, uh, university studies. Uh, and I, I started to work here and find uh, uh, <laughs> a mate here. And then uh, I was from here and my family live here. So basically, uh, yes, it was quite a, a quick move and a quick change in my uh, in my landscape. And not not only geographically, but also in terms of language, because Nigeria was a language, uh, was an, an English-speaking. And not only English-speaking, but also culturally very different know English speaking countries they don't really have the French uh, cultural uh, background so yes yes very uh, a big uh, a big change in my life actually you didn't know exactly what to expect when when going there yes. what would be your culture shock no 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 I, I didn't know I, I already knew from really the fact that you I, I made the move uh, alone I was really cut off for, for many months from my for my people Uh, I had to, to, to leave a, a different language country and a different continent. Yes, I already knew it was it won't be something easy. But then it, I was quite a big shock by uh, yes the, the, the bigger different difference in culture that I, I found here. And do you remember the, your first impressions when you arrived in Lagos? The first impression, I would say, I quite remember the weather was humid. <laughs> when I first stepped out of the airport in Lagos, the environment was noisy, very noisy and crowded. But people were quite very welcoming. <laughs> so that was the first impression when I stepped out of the airport. A good first impression, then, globally. Yes, a good first. And what were the main challenges you encountered in your acclimatization to Lagos? I mean, your settling or... Yes, or... Yes, I would say on settling, finding a suitable housing. <laughs> yes, sure. Because that was the important thing. So when I come in the Lagos in the first place, I was staying for some uh, for some months. I was staying in a hotel, so it wasn't easy. For it was my first time to stay in a hotel for such a long time. It was for some so many 
and then I moved to to a small uh, temporary house in Lakey, that's the suburb area in uh, in, uh, in Lagos. Until uh, yes, I finally uh, got uh, my final was supposed to be my <laughs> my final housing in. It. Which was closer to your to your to your work, maybe? Yeah, it was closer to my uh, actually to my uh, to my workplace, uh, and and with that I didn't really uh, have to to uh, to to, uh, to 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 support uh, the traffic because uh, from Lake uh, the traffic was really high. There we are. There was a big traffic in Lake so sometimes I had to to leave the to get the to the office from Lake Phase One. It was like uh, yes, 45 minutes to one hour for me. So it was quite a bit long compared to the time that I used to travel here to get to my to my job. You went so, with uh, a yes, taxi. The, the housing was actually my first challenge, <laughs> but I think that's something that many expatriates they, uh, they encounter in the first place uh, in many countries. But in Lagos, it took quite uh, some time for me before I got really a stable uh, housing. So those sort of settling and then adjusting in, in, the, in the new working and environment in the workplace, what cultural differences have affected you the most? In the workplace, really the fact that people, they were very active. Uh, like, uh, I don't know how to say that, but, um, you know, for, when I have to compare in France, for example, uh, as much as possible, when we when we perform tasks in the, at work or, or activities uh, or project, it took such a certain time for, because people have, because you have to plan it carefully, you have to be sure that you have the appropriate people on the table and you have to schedule it carefully as well because uh, people are working on many different projects and because you want to be efficient, you want to be sure that at this time your, your project you will you will get a full, uh, how do you call it, so much, it will be so much efficient that the, you want to be sure that you, your, your project is a success. You have to be uh, very uh, disciplined in the way you manage it. And then I found that in Lagos, it was quite a bit different. They tend not to plan everything like we do in France. Something come up and they just do it. <laughs> it's more in the spontaneity of the, of the moment. Yes, it's more spontaneity, yes. Maybe that's the way of being efficient. It's to quickly find a solution to a moment and an expecting uh, situation or problem coming up. Yes, yes. But actually, uh, I was very surprised. They were quite efficient in their way of doing it. It's just like, yes, I, I was really used to uh, another method or another way of doing things. Uh, and then, uh, yes, it was quite a shock for me. But um, I, I tried to adapt Uh, as well, huh? uh, but sometimes I found that yes, the the, the fact that sometimes you are quick uh, in closing uh, topics or or closing project, yes, maybe uh, it, ha it has shown it has shown later that you know probably if you have take some time to do things, perhaps we could have found something else different. So sometimes we miss some of the solutions that we could have take because we we just want to quickly uh, do things, but. That's in some cases, but most of the time, yes, it was quite efficient for, for what they were doing locally. I was very surprised. You know, every time we, we heard Africa, uh, people, they are really slow. They don't really, uh, uh, they are not really um, efficient, uh, so uh, not very productive. 
No, no, they were quite very productive huh, in, the, in the identity for, for, for the local environment. It was quite a good, uh, yes. good investment. Uh, they, were f they are fully adjusted to their yes. environment. True, true. Yes. And you had to adjust. And, well, being efficient in a different way. <laughs> and, and do you think that skin color has an impact on whether or not a foreigner is accepted in, in today's Nigeria? When I came in the beginning, I, I found that, yes, it has quite an impact. It, it depends on, on what is expected from, from, the, from the expatriate, actually. Most of the time, when we when we expect someone to take a decision, uh, yes, be be a, a white person, or because a person of uh, if uh, a white person will be actually uh, uh, what is expected, and and it, and it helps. But then, when you are someone who is just part of process or no proportional one, and you are not a decision-making one. Actually, it's much more simple for you to be a black one because you are part of a machine or a turbine or a process which is helping production, yes. And you have to work with many other uh, production makers. So to, to have the information you need to, to, to continue your project, actually, or your production, or your process, actually, it's better to be, uh, to be a black person. <laughs> because you will get what you want. But then me, uh, it was a bigger challenge because I was on two uh, sites. I was uh, in charge and responsible of the business making process, but, we, but I was also the person in charge of the decision making in this process, as well as the, the risk, uh, risk assessment. So at some point, uh, yes, I have to, I, I face the two situations differently. Interesting, interesting. Adapting to life on site, but also getting accepted by your local boss and taking your place as a manager in your local team was full of challenges, but also great discoveries, I think. At what point did you realize that things were not working so well as you expected? And what did you decide to do about it? After a few months coming to the company, yes, one of my objectives was really to try to integrate myself and to get my work and my, mis my mission done. I've been, I think, in the beginning, really uh, thinking mostly like a French or European person, mostly focused on my mission and less on people. Uh, and I forgot that I was in a country that, you know, I found it some, some years later when, when, I, when I left Nigeria that actually... I should have been more focused on the people than in my mission in order to get my mission done. And and then that's why I wouldn't think it was a problem really with only my boss. It was a problem that I really have uh, globally is that, uh, yes, in those countries, uh, people tend to be more people focused firstly to get what they want. When I when I got to, to meet you, uh, one of the, the great things I learned was that, yes, I should have taken time to really get to know my boss. And and, and after that, yes, I, I, I started to really work on it <laughs> at some point. But but then, you know, when you are moving to a different country where you are living alone, where you probably not having the same, uh, you have some uh, personal challenge that you don't have to family that you, yes, you are more focused on your mission. 
<laughs> and that probably doesn't help things. Learning this probably is now part of a toolkit as a, as a global manager. If you want to use it in another country, you could. No, yes. trying to understand people better can help you progress in your on your mission. Yes. No, I'd like to explore with you if if you agree more the the roles of women in, in Nigeria and how are women do you think perceived in the professional sphere in Nigeria in Lagos? Let, let's talk about the company you were working in. Mm-hmm. Um. I think it was also be valid, yeah. But uh, let us, let's let's talk about Lagos. But uh, yes, yes, um, we are in an environment. Firstly, you know, Nigeria is um, mostly a Muslim country. We, I found out that it was mostly Muslim in terms of cultural, the way things are done. Even if in Lagos, people are are really uh, into uh, Christianic uh, religions. In set in a certain way, women uh, they tend to have the second place in the society. For example, uh, it was not expected for a woman to shout during the meeting and to to step up to to be having a very authoritarian personality. Did the man shout? Uh, which, which is yes, which is which was kind of the personality I had in Nigeria. I will confess, but it was something they were not really used to. Uh, and then yes, we expect women there to to actually uh, be and uh, being. Uh, following uh, the decision of the male. Not easy for you as a woman and as a manager in a senior position to, well, to impose and to speak up your voice. Yes, actually, not really. And even personally, I've been in a woman-driven family. I've only had sisters. My mother is kind of a bit authoritarian. My father is less authoritarian, I would say, but he's really fine with her personality. <laughs> <laughs> So yes, it wasn't really a matter since I'm, I'm, I'm living here, uh, I've been working here in France. But then yes, in Nigeria. I, uh, and how were you perceived by your team in, in Lagos? My team, they found that I was very protective of them, to always take their their back. Uh, I had the chance to have uh, people that were very pretty much working uh, for me. And that were very really proud to work for me because they feel like they were really learning a lot. So uh, they were quite dedicated to to my mission. So one of the things I decided to do for them is that yes, I should be protective and take their back. Was it unusual for for them to have a, a woman or a manager supporting them that way, or even protecting them that way? Yes, yes, it was unusual for my team because most, not not necessarily a woman. They were quite used to have women being, uh, being their managers, but mostly because I was, for some of the people in my team, I was older than, I was uh, younger than them. I was younger, I didn't really have a family, meaning that uh, I wasn't married yet, I wasn't having children. So I was probably not uh, for them uh, understanding the challenges they have to face us for for some of being husband, wife, and having uh, children at home. So yes, basically they were not used to that. They in in terms of cultural uh, uh, things, they were used to have managers who are mostly fitting or mostly looking like them. 
Well, not easier as a young as a young manager to to impose your authority in Nigeria. As far as I know, growing older means growing more experienced and getting more legitimate in in in, in oh, what you're sure. doing. And so, as as a younger manager, you had to impose yourself and develop your self leadership in in a different way. And other do's and don'ts of being a woman, you think. Things that you learned that you should not have done or things that you did well or things that you observed had to be done or not to be done? Thing that I should learn. First in Lagos, a woman should always be on the seductive uh, side. (laughs) Yes, men tend to wait for women to be always well-dressed, having makeup being beautiful when they are when they are in the office and yes it tends to give uh, a certain image of you that is really important and through that when i was in lagos i was mostly behaving like uh, like a french woman so i wasn't putting makeup uh, I'm, I, I don't put makeup i will tell you i'm, I'm even born in a family where no one is putting makeup <laughs> so i'm not used to i wasn't putting it and I was dressing really casually compared to what I could see locally. But then, yes, I heard that it actually helps for a woman to be well-dressed, to have some makeup. It tends to give a seductive, uh, a positive image to the to the men behind you. And and that's even something I heard, I, I learned also from you, uh, Françoise. Because in the first place, uh, you know, I wasn't really very much uh, attentive to that. But then I heard from you that and... When when I, when you tell when I learn it from you, I start to be very attentive to to this, and I and I find out that yes, that is actually uh, something that will help. And it's not only in uh, in Nigeria, even even here, be a woman who is taking care of uh, of her body and the way she's dressed and the way she's uh, yeah she's having makeup. It actually helps you to to get some influence. Yes, it seems that on the workplace, as, as women, a bit everywhere in the world, we it seems that we need to to build our image, and it it goes yes. it goes with the way we 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 dress, we maybe we make up, or, but uh, there is more of this. Probably the inside something comes out also from you, and not only through the clothes, but it it contributes to yes, this image. It it contributes. So that's the first thing I would say I, I learned in Lagos. And then uh, uh, the second thing, I've uh, been spending three years quite alone in Nigeria. So, but having to, to see my uh, my family, uh, my loved one for every six weeks, approximately. But then with that, I learned that really uh, it was difficult, actually. It's not so, so easy for a woman to stay abroad for a long time, to be honest. I'm very impressed by those who, who can do that for, for such a long time. <laughs> uh, so after three years, I was really happy to come back in Paris, to be, to be honest with you, Francoise. And yes, I learned that my family, my loved one relationship was quite very important. That's important. And did you have time to socialize out of work? I would say uh, I mostly socialize with my some of my colleagues, so I I maintain some relationship with them. Then, yes, I, I met some, some people from different countries around the world in Lagos. Uh, some of them, I've been socializing with them locally. But then, uh, yes, because people are always moving in Lagos, when you, you meet people, they are also expatriate and they move from a country to another. 
Yet when they moved to another country, and with time to time, we lost uh, connections. But uh, yes, I I try as as much as possible to go out uh, to be part of, uh, you know, to meet people who were uh, not only Nigerian because I was with them every day, but people who are we were coming from other countries in the world to so just let to understand how they were feeling there and to share the feelings as well. It's imp- very important. And how did your uh, your partner live? That your expatriation. I know it was a deliberate choice from you to uh, to go to Nigeria as a single woman. And how did he experience your expatriation? He was even the one who motivated me to do that. <laughs> he has been doing uh, expatriation a lot for for some years before we met, and he found that he learned a lot from those experiences. He he heard, he learned a lot about people. So. Yes, when I wanted to do it, but I was a bit afraid of letting him go living alone because he has his own job. He didn't really want to move. He's really happy with his professional career here in France. And he already had his own expatriation experience. So he was quite comfortable with what he has learned and he didn't really want to to move on further. Then, yes... Um, He was he motivated me because uh, he said uh, he during his expatriation he met also uh, some single woman yes at this period they were much 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 younger than me but uh, it sometimes it helps to leave your comfort zone uh, because it tests it tests yourself that's his uh, that was his uh, his uh, his opinion it helps you to test yourself it helps you to increase a little bit your some of your skills. Uh, So it helps you to increase your strength, and and he feels like yet I need it professionally. So he was really supportive in the beginning, the first two years, but then it started to be uh, very difficult to maintain it on the long run for because uh, I was supposed to to be back every six weeks, but then uh, something may come around, an urgency may come around in Nigeria and. And the local management team who needed me to be there, then I would stay uh, two weeks uh, longer. Yes, there were situations where I come back after two months. Yes, uh, it was not easy for him yet. And for you neither, of course, for both of you. It must have been challenging in terms of your, your couple relationship, I imagine. Yes. Some test. <laughs> it was a good It was a test. My fear was like the test would actually, uh, the conclusion of the test was like probably uh, we won't be together after this uh, this experience. I've been told that by uh, by some friends actually. But then uh, I found that it, we became stronger with that. Actually, the fact that we have been able to live uh, together and separately uh, in different continents, we have tried to learn to new new ways of communicating. You know. Uh, differently uh, uh, together. Before we were living uh, in the same space, uh, before Nigeria, <laughs> every time after work. In fact, we didn't really speak about our journey at work. We were mostly focused on things related to the house. But then it was something different when I was in Nigeria. Then I had something to to say. <laughs> I had things to, to, to exchange with him, the people I have met, uh, uh, the places I have I've gone, and it was the same for him, you know. We found that we, we, we discover a new way of communicating and new topics of communication between us. So I, in fact, over the three years, it became even stronger for the relationship. 
are much more confidently uh, communicating the two of us together. It increased the trust you could have in one another too. Yes. And what have you learned about yourself by, by living abroad, actually? Are there any life lessons you took with you, <laughs> you have learned there? Life lessons is that um, I think you should listen to your heart. If you feel like uh, you want to take a challenge, because it was a challenge, and you got voices around you that are saying no, but your heart is saying yes, you should follow your heart. I've been learning a lot from this experience and, and I'm happy to have really listened to, to the inner voice <laughs> inside me. And your inner voice told you go and, and have this, yes. this experience or the way you may regret. Yes, or, or the way I may regret. And actually with this experience, I, I became a leader. So it was actually a very productive. And how has your experience benefited your career? Because you went there as as a way to, to trigger your career, to support the progress at the advancement of, of your career at one point when you thought that you, it might be beneficial to you. Was it the case? Have you, what have you learned in Nigeria that you could transfer, that you now can transfer to your current professional context? I would say with that, I mostly learned that uh, before I became, because The objective was actually to take a leadership position, to take a management role position, uh, and, uh, and to learn from it. And after that, I was hoping to work in the yes, the, the team in the, in the in the headquarters that is really in charge of uh, strategic decisions around uh, development. This is where I'm actually working. So I think it really helps my career. And the people I've met during this time. Uh, I quite some very important people in the in the also in the insurance industry, but in Africa and and in Europe, I was having the change of disposition to to have increased my network. So uh, in terms of uh, people that could really uh, uh, yes influence, uh, in terms of people who are executive or executive directors positions. So, um, so yes, it has a it has a great impact at some point. Now I could say I have a I have a great network. I, I learn a lot in terms of uh, what I was hoping to to get from this experience, and I got to the position or to the team when I wanted where I wanted to to get, and then now I have some other some motives because uh, you have uh, you have uh, objectives uh, on the on the medium term, but then I I think I. I achieved my objectives uh, after Nigeria, but now I'm, I'm having other objectives, um, and um, and this is also thanks to this experience. How has your perception of of Nigeria evolved? Remember the perception you had of Nigeria at the beginning of your stay, and how it has evolved. What would you say? I think I have a much more positive perception now than when I was than on the. Um, first few months when I was staying in Nigeria. But that is really thanks to, uh, yes, the training I got from you, but uh, it was really helpful, this training, because uh, actually it changed many things, it changed a great perception of things. And I think now I have a much more positive perception. Yes, when I say positive, it's mostly like uh, I have now great interaction. Now that I'm not anymore in the company, I found that now I have much more great Uh, great interaction with the with the entity, the 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 the, the Nigerian one, and 
you know, when I was there, I was complaining much of the time about the traffic, uh, about the housing, because I, it was a challenge, the housing for me. Uh, I was complaining about um, uh, the noise. But um, yes, but sometimes I feel like here is way too calm. <laughs> I sometimes miss, for example, the noise of Nigeria. It seems like th things are really uh, livable there. <laughs> I found that, yes, actually, uh, uh, it was a good environment to live in. And, and joyful, didn't you perceive? Uh, joyful, yes. Joyful. This makes a, a big difference, I think. Would, would you like to briefly say to the audience what the program you, the training program you, you followed with me consisted of? Yes, when I, when I found you, it was really because I had challenge to... Um, to understand or uh, to create a uh, kind of uh, close relationship with my uh, with my boss and my uh, colleagues, create trust. Company, some of my colleagues, and then um, yes, and to understand perhaps the, the culture, perhaps uh, yes. And what's great to have it because when I came in Nigeria, I didn't really have any um, any training before. Thought I didn't really need it. <laughs> In the first place, uh, I, I'm from an African origin, and I thought that you know, uh, being black, uh, it will uh, it won't be an issue. Uh, and then, uh, yes, actually, it's not only a matter of color; it's really a matter of culture. Yes, and that's what I heard really from your from your training. It's very important to focus on people, their culture, to understand. Yes, the cultural differences they have in Nigeria. You we speak together about the tribes. The different tribes, uh, the, the different uh, local tribes, uh, the, the difference between those local tribes when uh, in interacting with them, uh, the expectation they have from women. So it was very useful. Uh, the kind of communication that I should have locally. Uh, and uh, also we made a waiting or an assessment after the training or what uh, was my own uh, cultural, uh, I would say, uh, a profile for, for an expatriation. And it was helpful to see that I was actually a bit far away from, <laughs> from the local uh, expectation. So it was good to, to know that and to start to work on it. Because it's good, all, it's a first, the, first, the first thing is to already recognize that the, the gap is sometimes on our side. And the gap is there, and where should we start to work on? And that's where the, the training was really useful. Thank you for sharing. And would you be willing now to move again under what circumstances or for what country or countries? What would be your dream country if you had to move again? If I have to move again? Oh, I would like to discover, I, I would like to move in Australia. But in Australia, I'm not sure I would be moving for professionally, but Perhaps it will be for when I will be really tired of working for an insurance company and wanted to do something else, <laughs> something really different, perhaps working on social impact and something else. Yes, I would love to, to live in Australia. I don't know why, perhaps because they are, they are an island, they are sitting alone in the ocean, the Pacific Ocean, the most beautiful uh, oceans, and they have a landscape, one of the be most beautiful ones in the world. 
They have great beaches. They have, uh, yes, they are a bit far from the others, but they are also very developed. So very attractive for you, where you think you could you could do something and have an impact. Yes, yes, where I could do something, I have an impact. I don't think there I will, I will have the same uh, bigger challenge as what I was having in Nigeria. Nigeria was another level, but yes, here it would be something much more simple for me. But then, uh, yes, I'm much more interested by the nature of the landscape. Slowly nearing the end of our, of our session, this is a, qu a recurring question I like to ask to women I interview. So what advice would you like to share with other young women who are about to live and are considering a trip abroad and maybe to sub-Saharan Africa in particular? I would tell them, firstly, be sure that you have the support of your loved one. It's really important. I wouldn't have done this trip if I didn't, if I if I wasn't supported by them, because it's kind of very cultural. It's so different that it's important to 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 have a to still hold to uh, to, to something uh, outside to to some support. Yes, and so that's very important. I think I've met some uh, some women who are actually uh, making uh, this um, this trip alone in Nigeria. But uh, some of them really didn't have the support uh, of their boyfriends or, or companions or family. And some even left boyfriends or companions to, to join Nigeria. And they were really struggling locally. So that's why that's the first thing. And then the second, yes, is to go and see you, Françoise. You have been in Nigeria Thank for you. a long time. Uh, I think it's really very helpful to have a training on local uh, cultural, on local culture, uh, habit and to have this with someone who has been living locally there because sometimes those are sometimes we, do, we got those trainings from people who are not even living in those uh, in those countries it's good to have someone who have been living there and even better if this person has been able even to work there for for, for some time so it was very helpful and i think they that's what they should do thank you for sharing tatiana Would you like to add anything else before we close? <laughs> You're welcome. Thank you, Francoise. I hope, uh, yes, I responded to all your questions. I'm really happy to, to be interviewed. Sure, it was a pleasure to talk with you and hear about your perspective on Nigeria. And this experience has stimulated your self-determination, certainly. It certainly also enriched your vision of team management, allowing you to develop your self-leadership. Thank you very much. And I wish you a wonderful day. Thank you for following us in this episode. Because an international experience can awaken incentives and reveal new aspects in women's identities, Women Abroad is the podcast that appeals to young women everywhere. Did you like this episode? Like it and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify or Google Podcasts and share it with your friends. You can also rate us and review us. Would you like to share your experience abroad? Whether you are a student, an early career woman or a more experienced professional, contact me on my page women underscore abroad underscore on Instagram and women abroad on Facebook. You can also listen to the episodes on my website women-abroad-coaching.com. I wish you a great day and a bright life. Talk to you soon.